Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan. How are you guys doing today? We're, we're, literally, as the countdown was running, as you know, the intro was running, we, there was some anxiety. So I think it's been a while. If you're new to our show, you might not have been a part of this. We did it early on. But we used to do a thing called a clearing, which is mm-hmm. something I did in my old job where everybody comes and you say the thing that's on your mind, the thing that's holding you back from being fully present in the moment and maybe causing you some stress so we can let go of it and be fully present. So let's do a clearing. Okay. Who wants to go first? All right, Craig. Oh, yes. I've got a couple things okay. that are keeping me from He always has to go first. Being in the okay. present. Go uh, ahead. First off, still no nutter butters in this office and I don't get it. I, at this point, I'm I'm flabbergasted. It's clearly in my contract. The <laughs> language is clear. And instead, I go through the cookies today. And what do I have to settle for? By the way, good rec from Sean DePaz, the blueberry fig bar. They are it's, very It's a solid good. rec. It's a solid rec. Probably but it's little, not another butter. Probably a little healthier. Craig. And I don't know what I have to do to get another butter around here. So maybe I have to buy my own. I don't know. The other thing that I want to mention, because you'll notice it tomorrow when we come live, when we come out of our intro... Leah won't be here. <laughs> so <laughs> Leah has decided to take, to take a spa day tomorrow when we're interviewing Javier Gutierrez. So, That's I mean, news. you know, something about commitment comes to mind. But okay, I, I guess I, I, I'm clear. <laughs> what? No, I know. And, and I, right, like, as again, we talked about people listening before, I have some issues with anxiety. So when we talk, what? we're not going to say what I'm concerned about because it's too long of a list. But right when I was about to come down and go, okay, I can start the show, Craig goes, oh, by the way, you're hosting again tomorrow. Which I completely forgot because I forget all the time unless it's written down. And even then I probably forget. So now I got to do the, the ad reads again. I got to intro, outro, all of those little things with a big guest tomorrow. Which isn't helping my anxiety today, Leo will be so. at the spa thinking about you. How dare I Another day off. Another day off. When was my <laughs> Buddy, last I don't know. One? What did I, three days you were in New York? What was that? That was this month. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my three days a month of days off is all I get. Yep. You know what I'm going to do to help my clearing? I'm and let's let's, let's let's really not. call it. The, the, hockey se- the hockey season starting. Screw what you have to say, The Craig. hockey season starting. The guys are on the ice today. Like literally today it starts. And so this is, if if, if anybody's associated with their media <laughs> coach, they are in ticket sales, today it starts. And it doesn't end until April, May, and for lucky few, it's June. It starts today. Mm-hmm. And this is it. Like, we'll be there. Yeah, we will be. I'm going today to the ice den. Yeah. Watch the rookie skate. <laughs> you know how I'm going to... Help my clearing, PD. I'm going to take a nice sip of this 
bottled water. It's delicious. You guys, There's... literally, it was 11 so, a.m. If we started two minutes late, blame Petey because he just left. Water. <laughs> he just left. Okay. How is the uh, filtered water? He went to the oh, water, to water fountain. Yeah, did you okay. not trust me? Did you... I didn't because it said water heater, not water filter. Things oh. are... Just for the record, I did trust you. I think, with you. The are we going to talk about hockey? Things are going great. Yes, we're going to talk about hockey. Um, we have to. I tweet... <laughs> You're right about it being hockey season. I tweeted that like rookie face-off is the thing before training camp, which is the thing before preseason, which is the thing before the regular season. So it's hockey season officially today. Um, I can't believe we're here. I can't believe we're talking about all summer. We were kind of talking about the past, and now we're kind of turning the page and we're talking about the future and the upcoming what? season. So, I mean, let's dive into it. The rookie face-off tournament is this week. It starts Friday in San Jose. Last year, if you remember, it was actually in Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, so a little bit different this year. We won't be able – we're not going to San Jose. We're not going to be able to be at the games. But it's not like they carry significant weight for everybody else. They carry weight for the, the players themselves and things like that. But um, lucky for us, we had Tucson Roadrunners head coach Steve Potvin join Kaigan PD yesterday to kind of go over what, you know, what the tournament is from a coaching perspective, what they're looking for. So I think we should just start it off with that and give our thoughts. Yeah. Shout out to John Slaney, by the way, who's supposed yes. to be on the show, but has <laughs> yeah. not been feeling well the last few days. So hope you're on the men, John. But Potts, thanks for joining us after a long day of meetings. Yeah. PD and I got the chance to catch up with Potts last night. All right, we are happy to be joined by friend of the show, frequent guest, and Tucson Roadrunners head coach, Steve Potvan. First off, Potts, thank you so much for doing this. I know you guys are in meetings all week, and they're long meetings, all-day meetings, so I appreciate you carving out some time for us. Oh, uh, listen, any time I can be on the show, I honestly feel like we're we're just hanging out, so I, I appreciate uh, being on. I, I really appreciate hanging out with you guys. All right, let's get down to it. The rookie faceoff is later this week in San Jose. Um, not not your first rodeo, obviously. You've seen this before. So let's start with the basics about this tournament. What have you learned over the years uh, taking part in this tournament? What's the value of it, Steve? Uh, you know what? It's it's funny. I, I was uh, thinking about this on my way home. Uh, for me, it's about the energy, to be real honest. You can really... Uh, feel the energy. It's really all around you. The, some of the guys are really nervous. Some of them are excited. You know, some of them are, are, are a little unsure. And, you know, that's the, the beauty of this is that, you know, they can come in and, and really they, they feel like a lot of times they need to, you know, unzip themselves and kind of be somebody else sometimes. But they have to really understand that we brought them here. We invited them here. We drafted them. We want them to be the truest version of themselves. And, you know, we only have a, a, a short amount of time with them. But, you know, it's it's our goal to try to, you know, bring the truest sense of themselves to to give some of the guys that aren't our, our property the best opportunity to, to really, you know, showcase their talents. And uh, for the guys that are going to be here with us in the future, uh, you know, this is a good opportunity for them to hear our lingo, and then build the connections and the relationships uh, with their teammates. So for me, it's, it's really about the energy. It's, it's, it's a real fun tournament, actually. I know a lot of people will form judgments based off of the, this handful of games, but is this really an evaluation tool or much of an evalu evaluation tool, or is it more, like you said, more like orientation and getting them used to everything? 
I think it's both. I think it's really both. I think there is a, an evaluation. I think anytime you're on the ice, we evaluate if it's practice games, you know, even if they're in the locker room, sometimes it's just a, a part of what we do and you, you start to evaluate. But I, I really think that it's, it's about building the bond and, and, you know, we're, we're a long ways from winning the Stanley cup, but you know, you, you start to put little pieces together and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you start growing and maturing and then you start, start to set the, the standards and you start to, you know, see two or three years down the line, maybe it's a McBain, a Smith, somebody that's, you know, all of a sudden become a leader and, you know, maybe it started in rookie camp and then, hey, they, they had a, you know, a little bond. Maybe there's a few plays they connected on and then, you know, that, that grows even stronger. And so like, you know, sometimes rookie tournament can be seen as almost a formality, but when you look at it from that standpoint, it, it can be a lot of fun. You talked about Steve, you talked about some guys there, and there's a handful of guys that have actually put on an NHL sweater in an NHL game. I mean, you got McBain, and you talked about Nathan Smith and, and uh, Ben McCartney. So you've got a handful of guys, and you got some guys that have played in preseason before. But for the majority, this is the first time any of these guys are putting an NHL sweater on, competing against another NHL sweater. How do you keep their emotions in check? What, what's that part of it, the mental part of it, not just the physical and the hockey side, but what's the mental side like for you to help guide these guys through it? Yeah, I, I think you're right. They have to have this feeling of belonging, right? And so uh, until they feel like they, they can belong or you know, there's a sense of value there, uh, sometimes they don't, you can't really see their, their, the real version of themselves shine through. So for us, it's, it's really trying to, you know, let them loosen up. And sometimes you have to put yourself in a vulnerable position sometimes to kind of just loosen them up, you know, uh, try not to take it too seriously. And, and, you know, if I'm being judged as a coach and our staff is being judged as a coach as well, but like, you know, you just have to realize that that this isn't going to define you at the end of the day and, and literally just try to let your personality come through. And I think for me, I have to put myself in a position to to maybe be vulnerable to them to earn their trust and just maybe get them to loosen up a little. And you're really getting to meet these guys this week for the first time. You get very little practice time. And then next thing you know, you're in San Jose playing a game. So from a coaching perspective, too, how do you prepare for it in so short of time, like two practices? And most importantly, coaching is a lot about we talk about systems and how a team plays and guys getting comfortable with each other. You don't have any of that. You have no time to teach these guys the coyote way, as it were. So how do you do it in 48 hours? And then more importantly, how do you actually coach guys games on this Friday? How do you go about coaching a team that doesn't know how to play together yet? Well, if you have any suggestions, I'm open to that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I trust you. You've been, you've been at it for 20 or some odd years. So, uh, and plus, um, you, you know what, for, for it's, I think for me, it's two things. First, you have to understand that these guys have played the game and they have a natural instinct and we want them to use their instincts as much as possible. If you try to inundate them with too much information, sometimes that could backfire on you. So from a coach's perspective, we have to understand their instincts are there, let their passion shine through. And the other thing is, you know, we're so lucky as a staff that, you know, the week prior to the rookie camp, we're able to meet with the NHL coaches 
And, you know, Andre does a phenomenal job with uh, teaching through the fundamentals and the foundation of the game. And, you know, a lot of, um, you know, skills that'll show up day to day in practices and games. And, you know, he's well-versed and he's open to sharing. And, and honestly, I, I think we're way better prepared because of the time that we're able to spend with Andre and his staff. And, uh, you know, from, from that perspective, it's, it's, it, it, it feels like we're prepared to uh, allow these players to, to really be themselves. Steve, ultimately the games have no impact on anything, but you're still a competitor. Does it matter oh, to yeah. win? Do you guys still want to win? And <laughs> you take pleasure in winning out there. Yeah, you, you know, sometimes I, I bring my wife out golfing because I, I think I can beat her. So, <laughs> you, you know, you know, yeah. uh, nice. you guys are the same way. You, you know, you start to play cards and it doesn't matter if you're playing with your daughter or your sons or your, your friends, you, you want to win. And, you know, the once the puck drops, there's, there's no doubt about it. You know, and I think uh, the team that's able to allow the players the freedom a little more freedom to play, I think we'll have success because you know what it's like if you don't have the freedom, sometimes it really impedes your motion. You, you know, sometimes you can just be frozen because you're looking to do the right thing and, and you're just not able to do it. So uh, for us, we're, we're going to be preaching a lot of, you know, the fundamentals, the instinct play and and just let your competitive spirit come out, you know. Once the puck drops, it's it's about winning the one-on-one -on -one battle and, and trying to get the, the mission accomplished. One of my favorite moments is rejecting one of my wife's shots in a pickup basketball game one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> I, I can relate yeah. to this. Uh, yeah. In, in yeah. terms of the players, uh, you've obviously worked with, with a good chunk of them, but are, are there any that you're a little more excited to work with? Maybe the Euros like Milos Kellerman or Julian Lutz, or are there any guys that you're you're really excited to get a look at? Well, yeah, those two guys are, are unique. Uh, you know, Lutz is 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 just a well-rounded player, and and he's played in Germany. And and a lot of times, those players, uh, if you haven't been in Europe, they grow up really quickly, and they're they're not in a sense where it's too fast. They're just very mature. And so I'm looking looking forward to seeing how his game is, and and I think it's going to be a real mature type style. And and I met uh, Milos. Uh, a week ago or two weeks ago, and I, I was really floored and excited to see his his you know his presence. He's really a, a built, strong-looking young man. So I, I can't wait to see him on this ice and and see what, how he can contribute. You know, a lot of times when prospects come to us, the physical size or the physical presence isn't there yet, and his is there. And so I, I'm I'm. You know, if, if what I'm hearing about his game is true, I, I think this guy's going to be a friend of ours. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. And then, you know what, I, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the guys that played in the NHL jerseys and, and see how they lead and see how they they perform. And you know what, I, I would really love to see is uh, one of our, our guys that have played in the NHL just kind of go and feel the room out and see the weakest link and really try to bring that guy up. I think it's a real opportunity for those guys that have been playing. And I know it's a, it's that have played in the NHL and I know it's a short tournament and they don't know these guys, but you know, sometimes it's hard in this environment to kind of really just peel back and take a look and see who's being affected by the environment. And I would love to see one of those guys just bring a guy 
you know, and, and just take them under their wing. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity now for some of these guys, and you look at some older guys, you know, like McBain, maybe takes a little bit of a leadership role and helps guide these guys through these next days. Can you can you take us behind the curtain? And I'm not looking for secret answers or the secret <laughs> sauce, but but do you guys get excited like like playing fantasy hockey going, oh, I can't wait to see this guy with this guy? Have you started putting your lines together and getting thoughts together on how this weekend is going to look on who's going on the ice? Because you have too many guys to play every game, right? So you're going to have some guys play some and some not play others. Have you got in there with Coach Tournier and management and starting to prepare what the weekend's going to look like? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, we like we said earlier, we want to give our guys the best chance. And so, like, you know, you're trying to see guys that have maybe played together before or, you know, the positions that they're the best in and the type of game that they have. You know, you got to try to match them with the right players. And that that's always kind of a fun thing. You know, you're like you said, it's almost like you're, you know, you're you're in, in the gambling stage where you're, you're you're trying to put your best lineup in to, to see how it measures against the other team. And it's, you, you know, at some point you're you're or at sometimes you're, you're gambling, you know. And so you, you, you want to try to you can't wait to see what it looks like on the ice. And speaking of getting on the ice, today is Wednesday, by the way, and you're getting on practice later this afternoon. I know for the first time, some of these guys, I'm sure they're all skating somewhere, wherever they are. And this is the first time they're getting together as a group later this afternoon and a quick one tomorrow before you leave. One, what are those practices going to look like? I mean, are, are they hardworking? Are they battle stuff? Or is it a lot more flow stuff? And, and, and how are you as a coach going to get them ready for Friday? Yeah, that's a great question. And and you know what, you have to spend some some real time preparing on that one because you you can't give them too much and you can't give them too little either because you don't want to seem unorganized. So, you know, it's it's really going to be a blend in the next 2 days. There's going to be, you know, I I think the best thing to do in these circumstances is to raise the level of compete. You know as well as I do in the summertime, we practice hard, we train hard. But we also like to play hard. So, you know, they're they're used to playing a lot of shinny and a lot of three on three. And, you know, they're 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 just not in that environment where they're playing two on two down low and really grinding hard on each other and winning battles and having to fight through checks to get through to the net. So I think that's gonna be a real serious focus, uh, especially the first day be- because there's that next practice and then a game. I think it's important that we get right to the compete first and bring up their level of of compete and energy right away. Steve, just one more from me. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the history of this tournament. I'm trying to remember if you were here when it began, when you were in development. This was a big deal, obviously, getting this going. Traverse City, everybody knows about that tournament. But the West, the Pacific Division teams, or (laughs) some former Pacific Division teams, really didn't have this sort of format for a long time. So I'm wondering what you think about the advent of this, how, how much maybe it's helped and, and, and some of the things you've seen from this tournament. You know what? I, I, I think what I didn't say earlier was it also helps the coaches prepare. You know, we, we go through a long period of time where we're, you know, watching video and, and, but you're not really always connecting with a team or, or you're not, you're not really delivering a message and you, you, you know, and, or you're not as intense or in the moment. And so like, it gives us an opportunity to kind of practice a little bit also before we get into our regular season. So from that standpoint, I, I think it's it's really important. So you get your groove on, but you can also start to like 
maybe, you know, tweak a few things and, and experiment with some things that maybe you think are a little, you know, probably a little out of the realm during the regular season. It may be a little bit riskier, but you may be willing to try a few different things. Steve, as, as you get ready for the weekend, you've got the Vegas Knights on Friday, Anaheim on Saturday, practice day Sunday, and then you got Colorado in the morning on Monday. As you're flying back to Arizona on Monday afternoon, what to you as a coach makes this weekend a success? And what do you hope you have seen over the previous three days? I think the success is for us, I think is, is obviously we want to, we want to be competitive. We want to try to, you know, win every game that we can. And, you know, when you're, when you're winning, I think a lot of times the connections are, are made. And when you're winning, a lot of times your players are performed and, and they're feeling confident going into main camp. Uh, I, I think those are, those are huge. The, the other thing is I, I think if, if we can really try to really build on the connection stuff, you know, making sure that this is the first stage and then they, they build the bonds and the sense of belonging and they understand what our culture is moving forward. And I know it's only five days, but they can get a pretty good idea of it. And yeah, we want to try to, you know, win in, win in a lot of areas, not just on the ice, but we, we want to win in a lot of areas. By the way, I can't remember. Is, is, is there something awarded to the team that wins the rookie tournament? Do you get it? I don't know. We've never won. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year. Is this the year? This is well, the year. This is the well, year. I think it, I think it would be it, it would be great to find out what the prize is. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, best of luck up in San Jose again. We really appreciate you taking time after a very long day of meetings. But always great to chat with you. And obviously, we will be talking to you again down the road. Looking forward to it, guys. Like I said, it's so so much fun hanging with you guys. Feels like we're literally in the same room, and we've been talking. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, hockey talk for years. So appreciate being on anytime. Thanks. Talk to you soon, Steve. Thanks again to Steve Potvin, head coach of the Tucson Roadrunners, and he'll be running that rookie group out at the ice stand and in San Jose this week. And he said, what's it like to win? Cause we've never won it. And you know what? It really ties into what kind of player goes there. It's the guys that are drafted high. And you look at some of the teams like last year, Peyton Krebs and Quentin Byfield, guys that are high, high-end players that are playing for other teams in that tournament. And the Coyotes traditionally have picked lower and haven't had those high-end prospects until this year. So we'll see. We'll see with Connor Geeky being on the ice. I know Logan Cooley won't be there because he's got commitments with the NCAA and they're not allowed to play in this tournament. Um, So we won't get our our first look at him. Gunther will be there. But Gunther's going to be there and he's he's healthy and ready to play. So I I can't wait to see what the Coyotes throw on the ice. It's going to be a lot of fun. I... uh... I'm interested in the history of this as much as anything. And I know you were around for all those. Basically, it was the Coyotes playing the LA Kings yeah. in the two-game series where the Kings came in and beat the hell out of the Coyotes and probably injured a player and knocked them out for the season. That's what I remember anyway. Yeah. From the rookie tournament. But, it, but that's what it was, Greg. You'd look at it, and the coaches would sit there, and you'd send the roster to the – we'd fax probably at that time <laughs> – to, to the Kings, and they go, and the first thing the coaches would do, do they bring a tough guy? Are they bringing a tough guy? Do they have a tough guy? Or are they dressing the tough guy? Because that's exactly what would happen. You played two days in a row of just your rookies, and invariably there'd be fights. And I don't know if the value was there like it is for this tournament. And, and I think it progressed to what you talked about earlier today, yeah. is the Traverse City model. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little more, but 
this is the fourth year where they've had this grouping of teams with what used to be, you know, mostly the Pacific Division, but then the NHL had other ideas. But Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, LA, San Jose, and Vegas. So it's a six-team tournament. It's a good situation for evaluating prospects, probably best for the scouts, as we've talked about off the air. And it's just nice to have all these teams. Traverse City always had that. The Coyotes never had it until the last few years, but now it looks like the rookie faceoff is here to stay and it's just going to continue to rotate cities. So it's a good thing. But what it makes sense to me is that when you talk about the scouts, when you're trying to evaluate your own team, you know, truly you're looking at out of this roster, how many guys are going to play for the Coyotes? I don't, like this year? I don't know, maybe one or two, but what the scouts get the opportunity to do is then now they get to see prospects from every team. Mm-hmm. They get a, they get to start building their their book on this guy and that guy, and there's guys on PTOs and there's guys that are unsigned, and you get to see a grouping of a lot of players at one one location, one venue, and I think it gives those scouts a real good idea and really helps development programs. Not just for you know, if it's a player playing for the Kings, it might not just he might not end up playing for the Kings. He might get signed by Vegas at the end of this tournament. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really good for the players, and I think it's really, really good for the organizations and their scouting staffs too. It's a bummer the tournament isn't in Arizona again this year because I would tell all of the scouting staff and coaching staffs if they needed a break from. Uh, watching all the games to come to the Cardinals watch party at four weeks on Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Sunday's a day off. There's no yeah. games. Perfect. Yeah. It would have been perfect. perfect. It would have been a perfect situation. I would have sent Especially the... Especially if it was at ASU, right? At, the, at Mullet. Yeah. That's a, it would that's be down the street. I would, have invite, I would have invited them myself <laughs> um, to the to Four Peaks this Sunday, the 18th. At 1230, there will be a Cardinals watch party. You can enjoy drink specials, Cardinals tickets, giveaways, and a 220 inch screen experience check our link in the description to rsvp just a five dollar ticket gets you a free beer with that so you're basically your ticket is buying your first beer um you must be 21 or older for that but not you don't have to be 21 or older to come to four peaks and enjoy the great food that they have there um and you must enjoy responsibly we love four peaks and you can also find four peaks wherever you buy beer including fries target or here or our beer fridge here by the way the new office, did you guys see the videos? We finally posted the um, big reveal on social yeah. media yesterday. Yeah. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. You know, we're so lucky to have such great ties to the community, and that speaks to all the employees here. Because this was not only a team effort from our part, like PHNX employees, minus Craig, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a, truth hurts, though, buddy. Le- Leah saying earlier that she's non-confrontational and a pacifist. Oh. She's just sending shots now. Craig's been dishing it out all morning. Right, and Leah's pay back to the spa just... comment. Yeah, in, the, in the name of fairness, Craig did clean up the entire kitchen after the pot he did and he washed my chocolate chip banana bread um pan i don't know i don't know if that equals carrying stuff down seven floors and the heat and (laughs) transporting it over here and then moving it in here and setting up the entire thing but it's something yeah he moved the garbage can that was good (laughs) found a better (laughs) place for the garbage can (laughs) but anyway it truly and and we also said the four peaks thing the other thing you said is the 220 inch tv that's like Watching TV in Craig's living room because that's what I envision. <laughs> I literally envision him in what? his Pellegrino fridge right here in his 220. Yep. His his you wife. What else I have? Lovely Petey? wife Tara. Butters. His lovely wife Tara and bringing over the Pellegrino and nutter butter tray. Pouring wine on screen. Hundred percent. You could have gone on the, your hip. You could have sat on one of those electric scooters. Oh, you don't think he milked that at home too? Oh, Tara. You could, cr- nutter butter, please. Saul and I had to. We're in the heat, loading his car with the. 
all of the stuff that we bought, the cases of water. Mm-hmm. You could have been there, but could have. And then you could have said we could get another butters, but you weren't. So you guys would have been happy to put me back at Mayo for a few more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> just, Anywho, just to lift a few things. Go check out the video on the PH Next Sports Twitter and Instagram. Um, back to the rookie face-off for a oh, bit, yeah. and <laughs> PD. Obviously, you were part of the Coyotes coaching staff forever we talked about the value to scouts is there any value to the coaching staff you know, or it, is it more about scouting but it's changed and it's changed and it's evolved a lot over the last 20 years and, and what you did with your rookies and i remember there were times and we'll go back to barry smith was an assistant coach in the gretzky era and i remember that was like a mini olympic training camp i mean his goal that because it was just the two games with vegas it was a week it was an entire week long of practices and there were two a days and guys on the ice in the morning. Then there was video sessions and then more ice time. It was more of a developmental on ice program then than it is now. And, and I think that it's just the evolution of what this tournament has become um, that this now is it's a showcase of guys to compete against each other versus, hey, let's try to pound these guys into the ground and get them in shape. So I think it's a different thing Um Altogether, I think this is much better. I think what you get to see, it's hard. As a coach, you want to implement your systems. And when we talk about systems, it's how your team plays. It's a one, two, two, four check and you know, whatever that system is. You can't implement that in two practices. You can't. Literally impossible. So I, I think the team structure and the team things that a coach would really like to get in place for training camp, you don't have time. What you do do for this particular group of players is you get guys, one, across, accustomed to the pro game. And that means training camps in a week. They're in the same locker room they're going to be in next week. They're at the same rink they're going to be at. They're around the same staff people. This gets them acclimated and ready for the big show next week. So that Even when they come like in. knowing where to park 100%. and how much time you need to give yourself. How to get around the valley. <laughs> yeah. All of those little things. Where do I get water? Where do I, where do I change into my um, workout clothes? All of those little issues that can be huge problems for somebody that has anxiety, um, that they're overcome that by the time they get to main camp, that they just have to worry about performing and playing and getting better. So I think that that's, for me, was always the biggest piece of this was just getting a kid acclimated to the professional hockey game and workflow. And it's a different practice schedule than you have in juniors or, or workflow that you had in college. It's just different. And how you manage yourself through that day, that's the most important piece to learn. From a coaching perspective, you're not looking at how a kid fits into your system or, hey, that kid was really good on the forecheck. What you're looking for is a lot of different things, both on and off the ace. How a kid performs. How hard is he going to work? And when I mean how hard is he going to work, how hard is he working in the gym? Is he doing it with a smile on his face? Is he working hard in practice? Is he paying attention to the drills? We call a guy a drill buster that you don't understand drills. And sometimes in the NHL, drills can be complicated and confusing And if you haven't done them before, you can bust the drill and you're a drill buster. You don't want to be a drill buster at this kind of a camp. You want to pay attention. You want to know what you're doing and kids that can get through practice and go, okay, he worked hard. He did all the drills. He did what we want him to do. That's great. Now, does he need to go score five goals this weekend? No, he just needs to perform and do the things that you've asked. I think that's often fans often look at the rookie tournament and say, you get the question all the time. Hey, who did you think looked great? What did you, I don't. I don't use this as evaluation. I mean, I know they're playing against their peers, so you want to see them perform well against their peers, but I don't think this is a fair evaluation tool 
honestly. There are a few things that you can learn about a player, but I'm not going to come away from the rookie tournament saying, oh my God, this guy's going to be an NHL player. No, the, the coaches aren't coming away with that. No. The managers aren't coming away with that. It's That's just putting too big of an yeah. emphasis on what's happening here. And there, that, there was another thing that Steve Poppin said is he's paying attention to how they are in the locker room, who's going to step up as a leader. And he you know, mentioned Jack McBain, someone who was on the NHL roster last year. Will that help him you know, adopt more of that leadership role. Those are the, you know, the unspoken things that fans and even scouts aren't seeing on the ice itself. And that's what you say when you say you can't make the team, you can absolutely lose it here though. Like if (laughs) you're not, to your point, if you're not working hard, if you're late, one of the big things that is in the first meeting they have to start this event off, they'll meet with the management and all the staff. And the first thing they'll tell you is don't be late. Do not be late to anything. And that, those little details and how you act to the staff. Do you say please and thank you to the equipment staff? Do you pick up after yourself in the locker room? And I know it sounds childish, but those make a bigger impression in your opportunities to carry further in this program than they do, oh, he he had a goal tonight. If he had a goal tonight and he's a jerk and he's late and he's not a team person, he's not good in the room, eh, I'm not sure it's going to help you. Having said that, though, you look at last year, and last year's a great example because there's a lot of kids here that don't have contracts. There's a lot of PTO guys here. There's a lot of guys that weren't drafted by the Coyotes, and you go to last year's tournament, and you look at the goaltender, Anson Thornton, mm-hmm. who came in here on a tryout, six-foot whatever, six-foot monster goaltender, huge goaltender, comes in, and you know what? He made a difference, and he caught somebody's eye, and that's what you need to do. You need to catch somebody's eye, and it could be in the gym. It could be in the hallway just passing a coach saying, hey, can you sit down and do video with me? Can I ask you a question? Being personable. It can be on the ice in your work ethic. It's all those different things that can that can help you potentially get a chance, and now Anson Thornton's got a contract, all because of how things started off for him at rookie camp. PD's getting a phone call live on air. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Work, work, work. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, put lots of names that Coyotes fans are familiar with. Some that maybe you aren't. There's some that I didn't necessarily recognize. But, you know, the the ones of note, obviously, Connor Geeky, Dylan Gunther, Liam Kirk, Mannix Landry, Julian Lutz, Jack McBain, Ben McCartney. Here's the roster here. Um, and then we have some of the picks from this year. Jeremy Langlois, uh, Maximilian Zuber, my favorite name ever to say. Zuba. Zuba. Sorry, I have to say it, It's so like fun. That. It's so fun. So, you know, it's not um, Colin <clears throat> Thiessen, who was on ASU yeah, was uh, Sun Devil. So, you know, like just a good mix of uh, prospects from past years, prospects from literally this year's draft. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate for Coyotes fans that, it's not in Arizona. You don't get the chance to, you know, go down to the rink and see it. But I'm sure that the Coyotes Twitter will have. No, you stuff. can stream it. You can't. Bob Heater Heater. By the way, Pop Antola's Colton Point no longer on the roster, right? Like Toby yeah. said last night. Yeah, there's a oh. change in the goal. Yeah, there's a change roster. in the goal. Oh, okay. So okay. Colton Point is not on the but roster. But go to, we'll have more information before the Friday's game on where to watch. But uh, the Coyotes are sending Bob Heathouse to call the games from San Jose. They will be streamed. All the tournament games okay. are streamed for yeah. every team. So if you want to go check out, I, I, I'm i sure Craig and I will be sitting there dialed in Friday night with their feet up watching the rookie tournament <laughs> from San Jose. Um, but no, it's going to be available. We'll put up more details later. Bob Hedos, I, I just talked to him um, this morning about it, and he's really excited because this is his first look at it's, some of these kids yeah. too. It's the start of the season. The Coyotes play Friday against the Golden Knights at 4.30, Saturday against Anaheim at 4.30, and 
Monday against Colorado at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Get that early slot. Love it. Wow. There's the full schedule um, for all the teams. So if you're interested in the other prospects, you know, some like Quinton Byfield is still on the LA Kings roster. Yeah, it so, feels crazy. So if it. you're just interested in checking out, if you're like some people really nerd out about prospects, I, I kind of do sometimes. So if you want to check out all those games, they'll all be available to stream. Um, so check that out. Speaking of games, Tickets are on sale for Coyotes games, and we've seen a lot of discourse um, Mm -hmm. on Twitter and in our members-only Discord about ticket prices, which we have addressed again and again and again. You know, there's some sticker shock for some people. But Leah Merrill has a revelation for you I do have a revelation because a lot of tweets we were getting yesterday is, ugh, like I can't afford tickets. They're all $200 plus. So this morning, literally like an hour ago, Mm -hmm. I opened my GameTime app. And there's tickets on there for $82 to, for real? Hi- to yeah. Arizona Coyotes games at Mullet Arena. For real. I'm not kidding. Huh. So we implore you to check out the Game Time app. It's seriously the best way to get tickets. Um, I use it. We all we all love it in this office. It's the hottest new ticketing site. And not just for Coyotes games and sporting, other sporting events, but you can get concert tickets and show tickets on there as well. Um, you can... There's Cardinals tickets on there. I saw $30 Cardinal tickets. Wow. Like just absolutely unbelievable. And I know that the ticket prices for Coyotes game has been, you know, an issue for some people. And I understand that. I saw them for $82. So definitely check out the Game Time app, especially if you're kind of looking at the season right now. Everyone's in buying mode because they went on sale. Check out Game Time for sure. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy last minute as well. It's great for the procrastinators out there. And if you love PHNX, you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description either of this video or if you're listening on audio, the description, the link is in the description as well. So check it out that way. And another thing I'm really excited about, and PD and I actually were on a call to learn more about it this morning. Us which was really awesome and I can't wait to like do some of this once hockey season gets started. It's Underdog Fantasy, um, which is a new app for me. I just downloaded it last week. PD, yes. tell oh. us about your experience so, last night. <laughs> I like easy and quick. And one thing about the Underdog Fantasy app, it's really easy and quick. And it has a higher or lower thing on pitch count. And I, I won't go too long. You pick five pitchers. Are they going to go higher or lower than whatever pitch count they had assigned? You pick five, pick five bucks and you get a hundred bucks. So as I'm watching the games yesterday, the first guy got pulled early. I go, good. Second guy pulled really early because they were losing. Third guy out. Fourth guy out. Done You're my like- last pitcher. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, I'm done. And he's Diamondbacks. Oh. Oh, no. So as many... People in this community can say the Diamond Pass screwed them last night. So <laughs> he, my, my pitch count was 95, and he pitched 96. Oh, by one. one. PD, you do know that um, on the Underdog Fantasy app, you can take insurance. You can buy insurance. Can buy insurance. So I, I didn't learn that. Today. I learned that today. Yeah. Yeah. So I could have actually taken home money, even with four out of five, if I would have hit the insurance. I'm still learning, but it's the one thing about it, it's incredibly easy to do. And so I'm all in. I will be doing baseball tonight. I'll be doing football tomorrow. You can draft teams. You can have one-day fantasy teams. Super, super easy. And you don't have to bet the farm on any of these bets. No, it's like really small buy-ins yeah. if you're not. You Weenie know, bets. You don't, that is the, the one thing I really like about it is like some people get intimidated by like odds and stuff yeah, like that. Like there's just, none of that on like that. Like it's just yeah, like five uh, times. It's just football. higher or lower. Pick which quarterback you want. This guy or this guy. That's it. And, and I really like daily fantasy easy. because – manage like i've done fantasy hockey for 10 years like managing a fantasy team throughout a season is a lot of work you could just do daily like you and then there's some other stuff we'll get more into it um when we get close yeah. to hockey season pd and i are really excited to hopefully for our listeners and our members to daily fantasy daily working f- with craig Morgan. to do uh, leagues with us so <laughs> 
super excited, <laughs> and you can use it right now today for football season um, in their pick 'em game. All you have to do is look for your favorite or least favorite player stats, pick between two and five players for your pick 'em entry, and whether you'll think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than the stat in this week's game. If you get all your picks right, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night, something PD. Almost did, um, but you can search in the app store or click the link in the show notes. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. All right. One more note from us here. Goalie Christopher Gibson has signed a PTO with the Arizona Coyotes, uh, 49th overall pick by the Kings in 2011. And over four NHL seasons, not hockey seasons, NHL season, he has 16 games played. We <laughs> talked about the Coyotes goaltending situation, how we thought maybe they weren't done. Maybe they'd bring in someone on a signing or a trade or a PTO. But with this resume, I don't really know much about Christopher Gibson, but any thoughts on this one? Just feels like a... Uh, PTO. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, I mean, for, just, so here's here's what I think. I don't see this guy being the backup if, if that's what you're asking. No, he he hasn't played. He played two two NHL games in 2021 for Tampa. What this is to me, it's a guy getting signed right before training camp. You need to have to have effective, efficient practices. You need to have so many goalies, <laughs> bodies, and that's what this is. This is just a guy, and 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 you know what? We talked about opportunity. Opportunity and this opportunity. Opportunity. Maybe this is Christopher Gibson's opportunity. And again, he's coming in here going, "I can play," and so he's <laughs> got to show the coaches something. The coaches and the management are signing a guy, going, "Hey, we need to have more guys to complete a, a successful training camp practice. We need to have so many goalies. You know, you, you need to have at least two, but usually want to have three in training camp practice so you can rotate and guys get their break and and um, you're not working two guys too hard. So they just need another body." That's what Christopher Gibson is right now. He needed a chance to play somewhere, so he signs the PTO. Not only does he have a chance here then, but if he's practicing and doing well, it gives you an opportunity to sign a contract potentially in the American League, and not necessarily right. here in Tucson, but somewhere else. Yeah. You need to get on the ice. You need to be playing Especially and practicing for somewhere. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And you never know. Like With some of these preseason games and – that first weekend of games, there's a there's a there's a game Saturday night in Kansas, and there's a game Sunday in Tucson. Well, guess what? You can't play the same guys in both those games. Yeah. It's not physically possible. So there's going to be opportunities for more guys to play. Does not mean I think Christopher Gibson guaranteeing him a game by any means, but I'm just saying there are more opportunities to play during training camp, and you never know. This is not the guy, in my opinion, that will be the backup that we've been looking for um, for Karel Vamelka that we've talked about over the last few weeks. Right. Still waiting on that. Still waiting on Barrett Hayden. AJ for Barrett Hayden. Camps in two days. Or I mean next week. Yeah. Rookies are today, but Barrett Hayden's gotta get signed. Yeah, that's been a daily conversation on yep. this show. Yep. <laughs> um, One week. AJ from DNVR Avalanche saying Chris Gibson. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> and AJ's really well versed in his he does. I, I think the Coyotes are trading him to the Avs for a first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> and another high end. The Avs two-headed monster. <laughs> well, we gave him Kemper. Maybe we'll give him Christopher Gibson. <laughs> yeah, Who knows? He can have his break. What's AJ break. doing up this early? It's 11.43. No, it's Denver's an hour ahead. Well, I guess. My Lunchtime goodness. there. Yeah, it is because those guys stay up all night and watch it. Like AJ's watching Bantam video from Russia at three <laughs> in the morning. The, his library of video and who he knows is—it's very impressive. Stunning. We appreciate impressive the DNVR AJ. crew for thanks for your work. So know. we don't have to. Oh my goodness! Mm. Uh, any any 
Anything else on Gibson or the rookie nothing on Gibson, tournament? but uh, on the I just I'm happy that it actually exists in the West. And I wrote a story on this like a year ago. One of the last stories I actually wrote before I came to PHNX, mm. actually looking at the the things that came together to finally make this happen. One of the things that Joe Will, you know, the was the assistant GM for the San Jose Sharks, talked about. You know, when the when the Pacific Division teams pushed to have an AHL division of their own, that helped because you get all the guys out this way. But the other key here, and you mentioned it earlier, PD, is facilities. Now, the ice den, I'm not sure that that's the optimal setup for the rookie faceoff. Maybe, you know, it, it's a shame that this tournament was here last year because it looked really good in the current arena, right? This would yeah. be a great arena. But then Vegas completes City National in 2017. The Ducks opened a four-ring facility in 2019. The Kings completed the the three-ring Toyota Sports Center in 2020. So you've got all these facilities and capable of hosting Jose these. Yes, and San Jose yeah. just opened. So. You've got and it's all phenomenal these because now. these games go going concurrently. Like they'll start one at three and one at five. So yeah. you see two periods, and, and most of these facilities you have glass windows so you can turn around and watch oh, two games fun. or, or yeah. restaurants oh, and bars. The, the the setups are amazing. It's it, it is it really has the feel of like those old youth hockey tournaments you had. And you can yes. see all kinds of games Completely. going on at once, and you know you're walking between the hotel and the arena, and oh, there's another player, and there's another player, and kids are. It's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, and it really is a good start to kick off hockey. And this to me is I, I'm looking most forward to I'm going to the rink today. I probably won't watch as much hockey. I'll probably spend too much time talking, but <laughs> but so be it. But this is a good kickoff to the whole thing. This is OK. It's time. Football is rolling. Now it's time for hockey. Yep. Let's get going. So this, this is the real kickoff for me is this rookie tournament. And I do like to see the big the big name players and see what they can do. For me, the one player I want to see off this Coyotes roster, the most I'm excited for is is, is Gunther. And I want to see he's had the injury. One, how does he play after the injury? Is he still able to get in battle in the corners? Is he shy? Is he timid? Because what we heard from Steve Potvin in the interview was the kid's special. And he's got the ability with that release to beat goalies clean. I want to see him. I want to see him up close. I want to see what he can do with another year under his belt um, and see if he is ready to make that step to play with the big boys. Two guys I'm looking at. Milos Kellerman is one guy because I wonder about him as, you know, we talk about guys. Most of these guys aren't going to be on on the team. In fact, almost all these guys will not make the Coyotes roster. Milos Kellerman may have a chance. I often mention him. Yeah, he's a big, big kid, and they like a lot of parts of his game. We'll see how it translates. Uh, and then just you, – you, you, you with us still? No, I got – buddy, you got a lot going on. A lot going on. He's getting phone calls. Julian no, Lutz is the other guy that I'm yes. excited to see because he was – I've heard a lot of – Draft analysts say, had it not been for injuries, this kid could have been a first-round pick. So the Coyotes got him in the second round, and I'm going to try and write something on him as well and dive into his past a little bit. So those are two guys that I'm watching. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I again, for fans that want to watch, we'll, we'll make sure we, we we'll as we get closer to game yeah, time. Michael's asking in the chat. We'll get closer we'll, yeah, we'll on tweet how it out to and where to watch. On the PHNX uh, Coyotes Twitter account. Yeah, for so sure. be sure to follow us on there as well. Um, I mentioned it earlier in the show. If you didn't see our office reveal on the PHNX Sports Twitter or Instagram, check it out. Um, the Craig was doing work in one of the recliners today because not only are they recliners, they also have tables with cup holders. Mm -hmm. So you can put your laptop, your water, your Four Peaks beer in there. They're amazing. And all of the furniture in our new office and studio is courtesy of more furniture. They really hooked us up. Our office is 
so beautiful, so professional. Like it's just an amazing, amazing place to come to work. And it's seriously all thanks to them and all of our other partners who made all of this happen. And if you want to, you know, redo your house or you're looking for a new piece of furniture, check out morefurniture.com. Oh my god. This is exactly this- the okay. stuff we're talking wait, 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 about. One second. You need to see what they wrote on here. Okay, there's a giant pizza for the audio listeners. That's apparently coming just for us. Pineapple chicken. Is it a trophy or a statue? (laughs) Get that. I'm dying. Is it a trophy or a statue? (laughs) (laughs) That is. Three-level trophy draw by Mountain Mike's Pizza. I'm getting trolled. Like by a, Mountain yeah. Mike's Pizza. Yeah. That, by the way, that is a humongous Cri- pie. And it's got pineapple on it, so it's all yours. No, it's all mine. 100 slices. Oh, my God. Work, work, work. Hey, Craig. Wow. Literally, about as Mike's I'm stuff. talking about our amazing wow, office the time. and I think our amazing probably wrap up the show right yeah. now. Thank and you, Mountain Mike. We just got done talking about more I furniture. Love pineapple on pizza. I know that might be a hot take. And but. now I'm getting trolled by Mountain Pizza. I love it. Trophy or statue? Trophy or statue? I'm on pizza. That the is money. See, work, work, work around yeah, here. Right? I'm, I'm gonna need y'all to wrap it up because that smells. Yeah, it smells yeah, exactly. Really phenomenal good. pie right there. I'm oh telling my you. God. And, but we will say one more thing Sean, about the more furniture. And Craig sitting, <laughs> Craig sitting around with his computer out oh on the more furniture. God. Furniture. Oh, Craig won't eat pineapple. I, I, I don't have the ability to sit. Oh, I'll be out in a minute. So Thanks I have so. not sat in those chairs yet because I can't sit. I don't have the ability to just sit down and relax. What are you talking about? In the more two. furniture, more chairs. I this can't sit. The, the, the movie ones? But I can't those sit. Those are like high-end movie I know, but recliners. I can't. I'm going to go sit after this. Probably fall asleep. This is I the biggest piece of pizza Is it a trophy ever. or is it a statue? That is absolute uh, money. That's hilarious. I've been uh, looking for good pizza to replace Buffalo pizza since I got here, and this is this smells looking phenomenal. good. Robert, I will find out for you and let you know. Um yeah, pineapple pizza is amazing, but that's a whole we could do a whole segment on that hot take. Um, <laughs> thank you all so much for watching. We're gonna go eat our pizza. Thank you to Mike's Mountain Pizza. Seriously, Mountain Mike's. Mountain Mike's. Sorry, everyone. Mountain Mike, that is a massive pie. Um, huge, massive. Huge pizza. Can't wait to go eat it. Everybody, check out Craig's stories at gophnext.com. Become a member to get access to that. Also. Gerald um, of our Sons Beat posted an incredible article yesterday. If you haven't had the chance to check it out, um, do so at gophnext.com. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker when you do, like the P- one Petey's wearing. That's yeah, one of our Howard favorites. Balzer on the Cardinals. Yeah. Jesse Freeman on the Diamondbacks. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things. All the Arizona sports you can think of. We got coverage. Um, Totri's covering the Sun Devils as well. So, you know, sports. We're right on the precipice of the best time of year in sports. Um, so become a, it's a great time to become a member. You can also join our members-only Discord as well, where we have a lot of fun talking hockey every single day. Including tomorrow. Including tomorrow. Not Leah. Not, Not me, but uh, Coyote's president and CEO, Javier Gutierrez, will be joining the show live at 11 a.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We're going to – Craig and Petey are going to ask him about – Yeah, you're not going to ask uh, him anything. Tickets and, and you know, talks with Tempe and yep. everything like that. Everything you want to know, they're going to talk about. So be sure to tune in. Hit the notification bell so you never miss a show on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. And follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms as well, Instagram, TikTok, Etc. And follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. I will tweet a picture of this troll Mountain job Mike's by Pizza. Mountain Mike's Pizza. Check out my, mountainmikespizza.com. If you're sitting here wondering what to get for lunch, check them out. I cannot wait to try it. it smells so it's phenomenal. good. Let's go. Everyone, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com. 
we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. <laughs> 